listening to the Faithology Podcast with John Barrett, where you'll hear great ideas, interviews, and inspiration to help maximize your spiritual growth. Hey guys, you're listening to the Faithology Podcast with me, Mr. John Barrett. Once again, great to have you guys back here. Hope you're doing well. Hope you guys are enjoying your life right now. And I hope that God is speaking to you, doing great things in your life. Guys, it's so much fun to do these podcasts and to be able to bring to you content and value that can inspire you and lift you up and take you to a new level in your faith. Guys, listen, when our faith is on the rise, our opportunities are on the rise. And when our opportunities are on the rise, we can be used for God to do something amazing with our life. And that's what this life is all about. Listen, this podcast is for people that want their life to matter, that want to be the best they can be for God and make the biggest difference that they can make in their life. And so I'm so glad that you're tuning in, that you're checking this out. Guys, listen, make sure that you go check out some of the other resources that I've got. I've got a great book called Faithology. If you haven't read it yet, you need to get a copy. It's on Amazon. iTunes is an uh, ebook and all other platforms and that. You can go to my website as well and get the book. But make sure you check out that book. There's some great content in there. Just It's a fun book, but it's got some really powerful things in there. They're going to help to level up your faith in your life. So I hope that you guys can get a copy. I want to talk to you guys today about the game. That's right, the game. Hey, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away. Okay, sorry, a little Kenny Rogers for you. Hey, can we do that on the podcast? I think so. I don't think it was illegal or anything to take a little sample from him. Uh, hey, listen, you guys know the song, I'm sure, and uh, The Gambler. What I want to talk to you guys today is the game, because here's the deal. I think that there's some truth to this idea of card games, of being able, of, of taking some great life examples from this idea of a card game and really, really breaking down some things that God can speak to us today. You know, Jesus spoke in parables. He's spoken stories and pictures, and he used all this imagery to teach. And today, I want to do that. I want to use this idea of a card game as a picture of our life, as imagery, as a parable, if you will, so that we can understand some things about life, about what the Scripture says, about what God says about our life, this idea of the game. You see, you have to know the rules of a game in order to win the game. You know, over Christmas, our uh, our family got this Minecraft card game. My daughter did. And, and when we got it, it was just a simple game. It was in a little tiny box and just had some cards and a few extra pieces. And so we got it out. And they're big fans of the game Minecraft. And so uh, we got the game out, this little card game, and we started to learn how to play it. And we started reading the rules. And oh, my gosh. These rules, it, they were so confusing. We just couldn't get it. It seemed like there was so much going on and we were trying to walk through it and we were trying to figure it out. We were laughing. We were just like, this is crazy. And we almost gave up. We literally just almost got to a point where we were laughing so hard. We said, forget it. This, We don't even know what we're doing here. But then we just went ahead and we stuck with it and we began to keep playing. Guess what happened? We eventually worked it out until we understood what the rules meant because it made sense as we started playing. And once we did that, guess what happened? That card game has become one of our most favorite games to play now as a family. That's right. We sit down and we still play that game to this day and just have some fun with it because it became such a fun game, but it didn't become fun until we knew the rules. 
You see, rules are in place for a reason. They're in place so that we can understand how to do it. And when we understand, just like in a game, if you can understand the rules, you can understand how to make it the best experience. But if you don't understand the rules, it's going to be chaos. It's not going to make sense to you, and you're going to give up, you're going to quit, you're going to say forget it. So I want to share today some rules of the game because life is like a card game. And have you ever wondered, why is it that some people just know how to win at this game and others just seem like they don't? Why is it that some people seem like they just always win at this game of life and yet other people are just doing terrible at it? Have you ever wondered that? I mean, what is that? Is that luck of the draw? Is that, what? what is it? No, no, no. It's that some people understand the rules and some don't. Some people have taken the time to understand the rules of the game so that they can maximize their ability to win, while others don't want to put forth the effort and they just want to get on the card table and play. You ever get with those people that are like, just start playing. I don't care about the rules. Just start playing. Right, I'm a stickler for the rules. My family almost gets frustrated when we play games because I have got to go over every rule in the beginning because I want to know how to play this game the correct way. But some people just go, hey, just, let's just get going. Let's just figure it out. But you know what? You can never maximize it if you do that. So I want to share with you five rules to the game today that are going to help you win at life in your faith. I promise you this. It's going to be good stuff. So rules of the game of this game life. Number one is this. Everyone plays. That's right. Whether you like it or not, you are in this game of life. You don't have an option. It's up to you to make it the best so you got to ask yourself, are you in it to win it? Because it's your choice. You don't have an option to play. Everybody plays this game. When you were born, when you wake up in the morning, the game is on whether you like it or not. So the question is, are you in it to win it? You know, think about this song. You know that song, this is my fight song. Take back my life song. Yeah, every time I go to the mall, that song is playing on the radio, I'm telling you. I've never even heard that song in the car or anywhere else except when I've been in stores shopping. This is my fight song. And now I'm singing with it all the time when I go in there because I'm like, this is a good song. I mean, think about it. I mean, this is a fight song. Do you have your fight song? Do you wake up in the morning with a fight song or is your song like a, 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 a give up, surrender song? Which one is yours? Is yours a fight song or is it a give up song? Is it a lose song? Is it waking up in the morning saying, I'm never going to get ahead. I don't even understand. I don't like what I do. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to get up. I'm tired. What is it when you wake up? And I want to ask you, you know, a while back I was talking with a guy, I went to lunch with him and I was asking him about his life. And then I said, listen, um, well, listen, what, what's your goal in life? What, what are you wanting to do? And, and I was talking with him. He said, oh, I'm doing pretty good. I said, okay, but what about work? I mean, are you, is there a position you're trying to gun for? Are you trying to work your skills up to get somewhere? No, nope, I'm good. I said, okay, well, how, how's your family? How, how's it going with your spouse? I mean, you, do you know any goals there you want to do with your family? No, nope, we're good. We're just living life, man. I'm like, all right, well, how about financially? I mean, what are some things that you'd like to maybe get to in your life, get to a point where you could do this or that? Or, uh, no, I'm pretty good with, with the money I make. And this guy, you know, he w wouldn't make it a whole lot of money, I can tell you that. He said, no, I'm just good with where I'm at. So I just kept going. I thought, all right, I just kept, you know, prodding these different areas of life. Well, what about this? He said, no. Um, and so I finally got to the point. I said, all right, bud, well, listen, what, what, what's, what's your end game, man? Where are you going in life? What, what, what's your whole point? What's your whole purpose? He said, well, just to be happy. 
And I'll never forget, I was sitting there and I just thought, wow, what a tragedy. Your goal in life is just to be happy. Just to kind of, you know, go home every night and say, yep, as long as everything's just going okay and hunky-dory, I'm happy. You know, I, I think about this and you know, I think it was Sigmund Freud. If you go back, you know, Freud versus uh, Frankel here in some philosophy for you, just to pull back some things. You know, Sigmund Freud said this, that, that man's ultimate purpose is he's a pleasure seeker. He just wants to be happy. And, you know, I mean, just kind of this animal instinct of he's always just seeking pleasure. And that's that's what the true end uh, game is for life. That's the chief aim of man is to find pleasure. And unless he finds pleasure, he finds nothing. And that was philosophy that was, it was believed that that was the truth about all of us. And then Viktor Frankl came along, which was a Holocaust survivor. And, and he went through incredible, excruciating things. And, and he was a logotherapist and he did all kinds of things. And he, he began to say this, that he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning, which is a phenomenal book. You need to get it. But basically he says this, listen, we've got it all wrong. Man's search for meaning is not in pleasure. It's in purpose. And unless that man finds purpose, he will mask it with pleasure. And that was something that was out of the box. I mean, this philosophical way of looking at life. And, and, and Viktor Frankl said, listen, man's chief significant aim in life is to live with purpose, that his life matters, that it means something. And I want you to know that you have purpose. Every day that you wake up, you have got a purpose. Listen, the rules of this game is everyone plays. So I want you to get your fight song. I want you to be more than just happy. I want you to have purpose. I want more than just pleasure for your life, guys. I want you to find purpose in your life. Listen, Mark Twain said this, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, and discover. Listen, God meets us at the level of our expectations. I wanna ask you, are you expecting great things? Get your fight song on, guys, and get going. You know, Jesus asked people why they wanted to be healed many times. He'd say, do you want to be healed? I mean, people would come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to be healed. He'd say, do you want to be healed? He would ask them what they wanted. Why is that? Jesus already knew because he wanted to see their level of expectation. So I'm asking you, what do you want? Are you strong enough? Are you hungry enough to stand up and say, I want purpose in my life and I am going to wake up with a fight song every day? Number two rule is this. Everyone gets dealt a hand at this game. So everyone plays. Number two, everyone gets dealt a hand. Listen, we can't choose what happens to us, but we can choose what we do with what happens to us. You see, we all get dealt a hand in life, and you don't get to choose that hand. That hand gets dealt to you. But you know what? We've got to stop complaining about the cards that we have and start using the cards that we've got. We've got to understand that we've got to take what we've got and be faithful with it. Listen, small opportunities being bigger opportunities. Small opportunities equal bigger opportunities when you're faithful with them. Luke 16, 10 says, if you're faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you will be honest with greater, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Listen, I wanna challenge you. Be faithful with the cards that you've got. Quit complaining. Quit saying, well, what am I supposed to do with this hand? What, what am I gonna do with this? The cards I've been dealt, there, there's no hope for me. No, stop. 
Start saying, God, I'm gonna be faithful with the cards that you gave me. I'm gonna play them to the best that I can. That, that I can. And when you do that, guys, God will begin to do something amazing in your life. Listen, don't compare. I mean, what game are you playing? I mean, don't compare your cards to everybody else and say, well, yeah, but they got a bigger hand. They got a better hand than me. It's not fair. Stop comparing because comparing only leads to complaining. Stop comparing your hand. You just be faithful with what God has given you. And when you are doing that, I'm telling you that you will begin to see greater things in your life. Robert Louis Stevenson said, life is not a matter of holding good cards, but of playing a poor hand well. Listen, you gotta learn the art of playing what you've been giving to the best of your ability. Too many people wanna fold because they say, well, I can't do anything with this, I fold. Don't fold, guys, don't give up. Be faithful with what you got. Hey, understand this, can I be honest with you? Guys, no matter what hand you've got, you have the God card. And the God card trumps it all. It's the ace up your sleeve, but it's even better than the ace. It's the God card that trumps it all. So you gotta understand that though you may have been dealt a pretty rough hand, you've got the guard, God hand, card in your hand. And you need to understand that you can pull it out and God will help you play the best hand that you can if you're faithful to use it, if you're faithful to step up. So I wanna challenge you with that. Listen, use the hand that God has given you. Use the hand that you've got dealt and God will give you a greater hand. Number three is this, the game is played in rounds. That's right. You need to understand that life moves in seasons. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Listen, you gotta understand that, that though you may have a rough hand right now, my friends, I'm telling you that another hand is coming down the road. The game is played in rounds. You may be only in a few rounds, guys. Listen, don't get discouraged because you, you think this is it. Guys, you may only be in a few rounds. Listen, you gotta keep going. Listen, think about Jericho when they marched around. They had to march around seven times before the walls came down. Listen, you may be in your sixth round, my friend. You're not in the seventh yet. You keep going because the game is played in rounds. That means that there will come a time when you get dealt a new set of hands and breakthrough happens, but you got to hang in there. Think about Jesus. I mean, Jesus went to the tomb, hey, three rounds, three days in the tomb, going down and, and going down to the, to the uh, pit of hell, getting the keys of life and death and doing what he did. Three days, three rounds in, it looked like he was gone, but guess what happened on that third round? Guess what happened? He comes back, my friend. Breakthrough happens. The game is won then. Listen, friend, you may be in your first, second round, the third round's coming. Listen, don't play as though this is it. Some of you need to hear this right now. You need to let go of your past failures. You need to quit saying, well, yeah, but what, remember when I did this, there's no hope for me, stop. Because there's another round coming for you, my friend. Let go of your past successes. I mean, the things that you did. Some of you are still hanging on your past successes. Yeah, but my round was really good a while back. Listen, it's time to move on. It's time to come into a new season and begin to say, God, what do you got for me now? <clears throat> Lou Holt said this, the coach, if what you did yesterday seems big, you haven't done anything today. Wow, that's big. If what you did yesterday seems big, you haven't done anything today. Listen, some of you need to either let go of your past failures, 
or you need to let go of your past successes. And you need to start saying, God, I'm ready for a new round. I'm ready for the next round. Guys, the game is played in rounds. Don't give up. Don't let go. Number four uh, rule in, in this game is this. Must be played with two or more players. The game must be played with two or more players. You see, God never intended you to play solitaire in this. The, I mean, the, we, we were created for community, guys. We weren't created to be these lone wolves, lone rangers out there. We weren't created to play this game of solitaire in our life where it's just us. Listen, the game is played with two or more people. We were created for community. You've got to get surrounded by those who will push you forward, not pull you back. Listen, who you play with can change the game. Listen, you've got to make sure that you're getting surrounded by the right people, that you're playing this game with the right co-people in your life. Listen, I'm telling you, some people, they're playing their hand in the game and they're playing with the wrong crowd. You need to make sure that you've got yourself surrounded by the right crowd. You've got to make sure that you are putting yourself at the table with the right people. That's people that are going to push you forward, not pull you down and back. So listen, I want to challenge you. Guys, we were created for community. You got to begin to find people in your life that you can connect with, be accountable to, and encourage one another with. Listen, if you find yourself alone in this journey, you're going to find yourself discouraged. You're going to find yourself getting in the dumps and not knowing what to do because you're alone at this thing. God never intended for us to do that. He created us for community, guys. We have got to get connected in the small groups, into a church. You need to get connected into mentors and other people in your life that are going to challenge you and push you forward in this. Listen, I love what Paul Tripp said this in his book, Wider Than Snow. He's an author, a pastor. He said this, we weren't created to be independent, autonomous, or self-sufficient. We were made to live in a humble, worshipful, and loving dependency upon God and in a loving and humble interdependency with others. Our lives were designed to be community projects. Yet, the foolishness of sin tells us that we have all that we need within ourselves. So we settle for relationships that never go beneath the casual. We defend ourselves when the people around us point out a weakness or a wrong. We hold our struggles within, not taking advantage of the resources God has given us. Listen, I want to challenge you guys. Don't seclude yourself. Listen, it, it's when the, the, you know, we think about the animals and, and that. When, when the gazelle goes off by himself is when the lion pounces, right? I mean, he if he can separate that, that gazelle off to by himself, he's going to pounce on that thing. The predator is going to get the prey when the prey is out there all by themselves. Listen, you got to stay in the pack. You got to keep running with the pack. You got to stay in community with people so that you don't get picked off, so that you can begin to stay strong. Listen, we're better together. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says this, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So I want to challenge you guys. Make sure that you are getting in community with other people in your life, that you're getting surrounded by other people. 
Listen, you may say, but John, I don't have anybody around me to really open up with and that. Listen, you need to find somebody. Quit waiting for someone to come to you and invite you into their community. You just create a new community of what it is that you need. You go after people. I love what Zig Ziglar said years ago. He said, if you go into the world looking for a friend, you won't find very many. But if you go into the world to be a friend, you'll find them everywhere you go. Listen, you got to make sure that you go out into this world looking for those that you can be in community with that will begin to iron sharpens iron and help each other out, not pull each other down. So make sure that you're playing this game, not alone, not solitaire, but with other people. All right. Number five rule is this. Check this out. In the end, it all goes back in the box. That's right. When the game's over, my friend, this is a rule. It all goes back in the box. You see, in the end, there's one thing that matters, and that's that we play our best. Guys, listen, when it's all said and done, it all goes back in the box. It all comes to an end. 2 Timothy 4, 6-8 says this, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. You see, guys, we got to fight the good fight. We got to understand that in the end, it all goes back in the box. All the things that we did in life, it all comes down to one thing, and it's that that we fight the good fight. Did we finish the course? And guess what? You know what? In in Timothy here, when Paul is encouraging Timothy, notice he doesn't say, Paul didn't say, I won. I was the best. I was victorious. He just says this. I fought a good fight and I, I finished the course. I kept the faith. You see, what Paul was saying was, is that, you know, I didn't do every single thing perfect, but I gave it my all. I did everything I could. And because of that, God is going to take me. You see, it's not about if you won, guys. It's about playing with all you got. Can I say this, by the way? Guys, the game is rigged. That's right. I I got a confession to make for you about this game. You win in the end. You know why? Because the battle has already been won by Jesus. Guys, you already win at this game. It's rigged. It's rigged because Jesus already paid the price. He is victorious over your life. So no matter what you do at this game and as much as you go at it and you may have some good hands and some rough hands and you may have some good times and bad times, I want you to know that in the end, the game is rigged. You always win because you belong to Christ. And Jesus won it all on the cross. Amen? Listen, you win some and you learn some. Listen, it's not about you saying, hey, did it? Did I win? Did I do my best? Is it up to me? It's not up to you guys. It's up to Jesus, and he already won. As long as you place yourself in his hands and you say, God, I'm yours. Listen, you play the game with all you got. You fight the good fight. You run the race. You finish the course. You do everything that you can, and God will do everything you can't. You begin to do everything that God has called you to do and you may hit it on the mark sometimes and you may mess up a little bit that you gotta understand the game's already rigged. You already win. He's already declared you a winner. He's already made you victorious because it's about him and not about you. Jesus won the price. 
So guys, in the end, it all goes back in the box and you win. You know, I want to read this story to you about this missionary couple. An old missionary couple had been working in Africa for years and, and they were returning to New York to retire. And they had no pension and their health was broken and they were defeated, discouraged, and just simply afraid. They discovered that they were booked on the same ship as President Teddy Roosevelt, who was returning from one of his big hunting game expeditions. And no one paid any attention to them. They watched the fanfare that accompanied the president's entourage with passengers trying to catch a glimpse of the great man. And as the ship moved across the ocean, the old missionary said to his wife, something's wrong. Why should we have given our lives in faithful service for God in Africa all these years and have no one care a thing about us? And here's this man who comes back from a hunting trip and everybody makes much over him, but nobody gives two hoots about us. Dear, you shouldn't feel that way, his wife said. And he replied, I can't help it. It just doesn't seem right. So when the ship docked in New York, uh, there was a band waiting to greet the president. The mayor and all the dignitaries were there. The papers were full of the president's arrival. And no one noticed the missionary couple. They slipped off the ship and found a cheap flat on the east side, hoping the next day to see what they could do to just make a living in the city. That night, the man's spirit just broke. Then he said to his wife, he said, I can't take this. God is not treating us fairly. And his wife replied, why don't you go to the bedroom and just tell that to the Lord? A short time later, he came out from the bedroom, but now his face was completely different. His wife asked, dear, what happened? The Lord settled it with me, he said. I told him how bitter I was that the president should receive this tremendous homecoming when no one met us as we returned home. And when I finished, it seemed as though the Lord put his hand on my shoulder and simply said, but you're not home yet. You see, I love that story. You see, we're not home yet, guys. But one day in the end, we're gonna arrive home. And listen, you may have had some good hands and some bad hands. You may have been recognized for what you did. You may have not. You may have done things that made a great, huge impact, and you may have done some things that nobody ever saw that were under the radar. But listen, in the end, God has got a homecoming surprise for you. You are victorious, and God has settled a place in heaven, and he's prepared it for you. Jesus said, I leave now to go prepare a place for you. He's getting it ready, guys. And I'm telling you right now, you're listening to this, you need to be encouraged right now that he is preparing your place for a great homecoming. But you gotta understand that this game belongs to the Lord and he wins. As long as you keep him at the first and foremost and center of your life, then I'm telling you, God will lead you in the path. So guys, this game that you're playing, this game, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Listen, you got to understand that if you can understand the rules of the game, that everyone plays every day, you got to wake up with a fight song. Everyone gets dealt a hand. You got to understand that you can't choose your cards, but you got to be faithful to do the best with them. You got to understand that the game is played in rounds, guys. It's okay. There's going to be a time when you're going to go to the next round and God's going to break through in your life and do something that you never saw coming. But hang in there. Keep marching around Jericho because your breakthrough is coming. And you got to understand, guys, you got to understand the game is played with two or more people. You got to get in community. We were created for community to be with other people. And five, you can rest at night. You can lay your head down knowing that you gave it your all. And in the end, it goes back in the box and God is victorious, and he will remain faithful to you.
So I want to challenge you guys today. Listen, play the game every day. Wake up and be ready to go. I hope that added value to you. I hope that you got some encouragement, some inspiration from this. Guys, I'm so excited that you've been listening to the Faithology Podcast. Thank you so much. We've been going at this over a year now, and uh, I hear stories all the time. I bump into people. I get some messages uh, on on social media and emails just saying, hey, uh, thanks so much for listening. I had a person the other day say, boy, I'm telling you, I just I listen to you when I'm at work on my headphones, and it just gives me encouragement throughout the day. I've been going back through and listening to every single podcast that you've got. And I'm telling you, it's just helping me grow so much. So guys, I hope that you are doing great. I'm praying for you. I'm praying that for all the listeners that that God is moving in your life and that you're open for him to move more and more and more in your life. And guys, listen, I love for you to get ch- check out the other resources I mentioned earlier that I've got going on. I've just came out with a new leadership book. If uh, you're a leader in any capacity where you're over people, Uh, whether that's a volunteer position or at work or whatever the case, I've got a book called Leadology that's going to make a great impact on you and give you some great tips and resources on how to be a great leader. And of course, I mentioned Faithology earlier. a great book for you to go through, and it's got questions at the end of each chapter and a little challenge. You can go through it with your spouse or a friend or a community group or a growth group or a mentor or something like that. Love for you to check out the book Faithology and, and get a copy of that so that you can begin to level up your faith even more. Guys, I encourage you, go check out other podcasts, other uh, resources, other places where you can get into things that are gonna inspire you and grow your faith. Get into the Word of God every day Guys, I can't wait to see you next time and uh, bring you some great content. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to the Faithology Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit his website at www.johnbarrettblog.com.